The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. For what is ahead of us in 2019, help us to be strong. Let every weakness that will bring difficulty in the journey ahead, let it be stripped away from us in the name of Jesus. Help us to walk in the path you have ordained for us to walk. Help us to live according to your purpose, according to your will, according to your counsel, and not to be distracted by any other way presented to us or that we are pressured into. And even as you have declared over us, let 2019 indeed be that year for amazing manifestations of new things that are of God in our lives in Jesus' name we pray. And the church shouted aloud, Amen. Amen. High five your neighbor one more time and you can be seated in God's presence. Glory, 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 glory be to God. All right. So, in typical time fashion, we have come to the end of the first month of the year. It's TikTok. That's how time operates. Never stops. Never pauses. It just keeps going on. And that's how life is. And what every individual must learn to do is how to maximize the time and the seasons. Solomon was teaching us in the book of Ecclesiastes, there is a purpose to every time and to every season. And like we've been sharing all month long, one of the significant purposes of this time that we are in, the beginning of the year, is to prepare for the year ahead of us. And we've defined the way we should prepare by starting strong. That's the phrase we are using. See to it that you start the year strong. You will need the strength. You will need the strength. You can't afford to start distracted. You will be tempted to be distracted. It's your responsibility and my responsibility to take advantage of the wisdom and the revelation and the instructions of God that are coming to us at this time and use them to overcome the distractions that will come our way. You will be pressured by life to go in another direction, different from the direction God has ordained for you. And it's your part and my part to take the word of God that comes to us, the instructions of God that come to us, and use them to overcome the pressures of life. There will never be a time where we will not be pressured to go in a different way, contrary to what God has ordained for us. But thank God is a very present help in the time of need. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And no matter what it is you are going through, the Bible says there is no temptation that has come to you that God doesn't provide a way of escape. And this is how God provides a way of escapes. He brings us a word in season. Brings us a word in season. Start strong. I know what is ahead of you in 2019. Start strong. Start strong. And we've talked about how you can start strong. Many, many ways. Sunday services, Wednesday services. Please hear what God is saying to the church. 
You will need it somewhere down the road. Hallelujah. And one of the core things we've said is to put God first. Lift your hands and say, God is number one in my life. Declare it as a declaration of faith and something that you are consciously aligning yourself to. God is number one in my life. First place. That's what God deserves. Glory be to God. And we taught how you can do that. Practicing first principles. There are things I call first principles. First principles. We've talked about the priority of God, the superiority of God, and first in the sense of quality. Our walk with God, whether it's our prayer life, or our Bible study life, the things we emphasize in church. Thank God um, the word of God is unique. You can't really mix up the word of God with the words of men. They will not teach you tithing in MBA school. Glory be to God. They will not teach you meditation in scriptures in MBA. They may teach you meditation in something else. So we can always... Um, separate the word of God from the words of men. And what we have to do is to decide to hold on to the word of God even when we are faced or when we have been given contrary opinions from men. The word of God is the word of God. Our walk with God should cost us something. It should not be done as a matter of convenience. You will never get the best from God if you do convenience. Because the Christianity we do, it wasn't, Jesus didn't die on the cross as a matter of convenience. Are you hearing me this morning? Those are things you can begin to apply when you're talking about putting God first. Yesterday in the prayer meeting, we, we, we prayed and we talked about starting strong in spirit. Having a strong spirit. Investing in your spirit to ensure that your spirit is strong. Glory be to God. Investing in your spirit. That's why we do things like six-hour prayer. To invest in our spirit. A lot of what we emphasize yesterday in prayer is don't worry about God changing. Because God doesn't need to change. Worry about yourself changing. And as you change, your circumstances will reflect the changes that you have in life. Hallelujah. Say with me, I have a strong spirit. This morning, I want to talk to you about Start Strong with Praise. It's our Thanksgiving Sunday. And we've themed the teaching this morning, My Weapon is Praise. My Weapon is Praise. Or My Strategy is Praise. When Angel Gabriel came to Mary and broke the news that she's going to give birth to a baby, give birth to God without knowing a man, she asked the all-important question, how shall these things be? And Gabriel gave her the strategy. The power of the Most High will come upon you. God is going to empower you supernaturally. And you will be able to conceive supernaturally and you will give birth supernaturally. And she embraced the plan. Be it unto me. I'm, 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 I'm the handmaid of God. Be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. So it's good to have a strategy. How do I want to excel in 2018? How do I want to succeed in 2018? What are the things I need to do to see to it that no matter what comes my way, 
no matter the challenges I face in life, if I can deploy this plan, the Holy Ghost coming upon me, the power of the Most High overshadowing me, if I can deploy this plan, what God intended for me to excel with or for me to have, it will ultimately come to pass. That will be your story in the name of Jesus. And I want to present to you one of such weapons in scriptures. Praise. If you will decide and determine to praise God, come what may. And like I've been saying all month long, when we teach these things that God is giving us to teach and emphasize, the first thing all of us should ascertain is to examine ourselves. This is the 27th of January. Have I been praising God since the beginning of this year? Can I confidently say with all my heart that I have praised God as I ought this year? See, this is one of the reasons why God sends us a word in season. When that word comes, you ask, um, assess yourself. If you have not, you just make a shift. You make a change. And you thank God for the word he brought. Wow, I will have missed it. I will have spent the whole year complaining and grumbling. I will have spent the whole year depressed and, and put down. But you, you make a shift and then you begin to praise. And you begin to get the flow of what God has for you. If you have been doing what God is saying, you take that word as a weapon or a tool to refresh what you are doing and to take it to another level. If you understand what I'm saying, say it loud, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Make it your determination this year that come with me, I'm going to praise God. Hallelujah. On Wednesday, we looked at Daniel. We, 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 we started doing something, talking about what to do in the beginning. This is still part of the series of in the beginning. And the Bible teaches us to follow after those who faith, through faith and patience inherited the promises. We are not the first people God gave a prophetic word. God has been giving people prophetic word from Genesis. Some people... The word that God gave them came to pass in their lives. Some people, the word that God gave them did not come to pass in their lives. So the scripture admonishes us, look at people that God was able to deliver the promise he gave them and follow their examples. So we looked at Abraham. Abraham had a word from God. And he lived by that word. So we told everyone, get a word from God. Start with what God has been telling us in church. We looked at Solomon. Solomon, in the beginning of his reign as a king, believed God for wisdom. So we talked about Jesus, talked about the apostles. On Wednesday, we talked about um, Daniel. How Daniel proposed in his heart. In the beginning, when he was first brought to Babylon. When he was brought as a prisoner of war to Babylon. The Bible told us this was his secret. He proposed in his heart he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meal that they were being offered. That's the kind of thing I'm encouraging you to adopt. Propose in your heart. From the beginning of this year, come what may, I'm going to praise God. Because I understand that praise is a weapon. I may not feel like praising God at times, but I will still praise God. They may threaten to kill me if I praise God. Like they threaten to kill Daniel. You see, Daniel used that thing of making quality decisions. That's what I mean by proposing in your heart. I'm not really talking about New Year resolution, resolutions in the world. They talk about New Year resolutions. But you know people, they make New Year resolutions January 1st to 3rd. By January 30th, they're forgotten about the resolution. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about by the help and the power of the Holy Spirit, you commit to something. Quality decision. A decision that you will not turn back on. 
And every time you feel like giving up on it, you turn back to God and say, God, help me. I promise that I will praise you all through the year. Help me to continue praising you. Daniel used that principle all his life. One day they came up with a law. Nobody should pray to any other God except the image of the king of Babylon. But Daniel had purpose in his heart that he would pray three times a day. Come what may, even if it means killing me. And the Bible said when Daniel had that decree had been signed, he went up to his room, opened the window as he has always opened, prayed three times a day, facing Jerusalem like I always prayed. Everybody had him. Purpose in his heart. He threw him in the lion's den, but God came and delivered him. God will deliver you in 2019. Come what may. Glory be to God. Make a quality decision to praise God. That's the kind of attitude Paul and Silas had when they were thrown in the prison in Acts chapter 16. And the Bible told us at midnight hour, they got up and they prayed and they began to sing praises. And God stepped into the prison and brought them out. I see God stepping into the situation of somebody's life and giving you a brand new thing in that situation in the name of Jesus. Praise. Start strong with praise. Proverbs 24.10. Let's get into the word. Proverbs 24.10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you decide to pray, and when challenges come, you stop praying, it's because you lack strength. And that's why we are teaching these things. We are telling you, you need to be strong. And don't wait till November to get strong. Start now. Tap your neighbor to your left and to your right. Say, start strong, start strong, start strong, start strong, start strong. I don't think that neighbor had you. Look for somebody else that's interested in what we are saying this morning. Tell them, start strong, start strong, start strong. We are still in the new year. You know, we call this service New Year Thanksgiving service. Imagine if by March, we now put advert out, New Year Thanksgiving service. They will say they are Kolo in King's Word. They can still understand if you say January, New Year. What am I saying? By mid-February, there's nothing like New Year anymore. That season has closed. This is the word for the season. Start strong. I'm not going to be talking New Year again by end of January, I mean, end of February, end of March. The year is no longer new (laughs) by that time. Praise the Lord. If you faint when there's pressure, the problem is not the pressure, the problem is not your God, the problem is you did not invest in strength. Can I tell somebody some good news that doesn't sound like good news? You will have days of adversity in 2018. There will be days where the overhead cupboard in your kitchen will fall that you are not planning to fall. There will be such days. I I share this testimony a lot, and I want everybody to understand what I mean when I say it. I don't have bad days. Not that I don't have challenges. No, there are days where the cupboard falls. But bless God, hallelujah, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God steps in and raises a standard against him. That's how we overcome and a lot has to do with being strong in the spirit. Ecclesiastes 7.14. Listen to what Solomon said here. Amazing. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. So there will be days of prosperity. Somebody shout, I receive it. But look at what he now said. In the day of adversity, you don't have to shout, I receive it for this one. 
You know, some people take this and they will tell people to worry. No, we are not, you don't need to be using your faith to call problems. By itself, the problem will come. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What you need to do is to be building up your faith for that day when it will come. It will surely come. It will surely come. Watch what he said. There's the day of prosperity. You'll be joyful in that day. In the day of adversity, consider surely God has appointed the one as well as the other. The same God that gives us days of prosperity allows days of adversity to come. God will not say, hey, it's only sunshine you love, you will not have rain. No. The God of the hills, the God of the valleys. The God of the daytime, the God of the nighttime. The God that they allow you to preach freely in church and the God that when you preach, they will flog you and throw you in prison like Saul and Silas. For the sake of such days... We should have strength. Some people don't have strength when challenges come. Ah, why did God allow this to happen is what they are singing. May that never be your song in Jesus' name. We need strength. So the question is, how do we get strength? Psalm 8 and verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, the psalm is speaking here, you have ordained what? Strength. Out of our mouths. And I like the fact that they said babes and sucklings. It is not complicated. That's my phrase for this new year. We've talked about our markets. We've talked about why is your life like this. We've talked about examining yourself. Now we are telling you it is not complicated. The commandments of God are not burdensome. There is nothing we teach from scriptures that babes and nursing infants cannot practice. Oh, they may not be as proficient as Saul and Silas that they can sing in such a way that earthquake will happen. Oh, you may not be there, but that you can't praise God. Mm-mm, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, if babes and nursing infants in the spirit can do it, those of us that are veterans can be, should be able to do it. You have ordained strength. Why? Why do we need strength? Because of your enemies. This is a very good perspective to have in life. They are God's enemies, not necessarily my enemies. So the battle is the Lord's, not necessarily my battle. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. And God knows how to fight the enemy. God knows how to defeat the enemy. Glory be to God. Can I tell somebody some powerful good news this morning? God has already defeated his enemies. Satan is just a rascal. He has already been defeated. He just doesn't want to agree that he has been defeated. Hallelujah. That you may silence the avenger and the enemy. We see this story in Matthew 21. Jesus came to the temple. He found them doing things they were not supposed to be doing with the house of God. And he drove all of them out. They, they had turned the house of God into a marketplace. And he said to Fiakpa, the house of God should be a house of prayer. Don't make it something else. We must make the house of God, our church, a church of prayer. Can I hear somebody shout a loud amen? amen. That is the will of God for us. That's the purpose of God for us. We should be prayerful people. Glory be to God. And you should be part of the people praying. We have all manner of platforms in this church for everybody to pray. 
online prayer, on-site prayer, morning prayer, afternoon prayer, evening prayer, personal prayer, corporate prayer. So he drove them out. This place is supposed to be a place of prayer, not a place of commerce. And after he drove them out and renewed their, heart, their thinking and the house, the Bible said they brought all the sick and the lame and he started ministering to them and he started healing them. When people become prayerful people, they will experience the power and the glory of God like they've never seen it before. New things. New things. Glory be to God. And after that, when he left there, he was now going, traveling out. And the Bible said, the children started singing, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. And some of the Pharisees got angry. Verse 16, Jesus said to them, and he was quoting Psalm 8 and verse 2. Have you not read? Have you not read? Sometimes he will tell them that. Have you not read? Some people don't read. That's their problem. Have you not read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength. Can you notice something there? That's not what Jesus said. Hmm? It's amazing when the Bible interprets the Bible. Or let me say it this way. When the Bible, you know both of them are scriptures. Psalm 8 to is scripture. Matthew 21, 16 is scripture. Psalm 8, 2, David said, you have ordained strength. When Jesus was quoting, Jesus didn't say, you have ordained strength. What did he say? You have what? Perfected praise. So, praise equals what? Let me try that again for someone that's not yet caught it here. Praise equals strength. How do I know that Jesus said so? Jesus said so. Glory be to God. And you need strength for the day of adversity. Can I hear loud amen? Amen. Tap your neighbor and say, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong, be strong. How can I be strong, pastor? Praise God. Praise God. So start strong with praise. Start strong with praise. Romans 4.20. Let me begin to wrap up. Hallelujah. Talking about Abraham. So they gave him the prophetic word. You will have a child next year. And the Bible told us the things Abraham did. To bring that word to pass in grand style. May the prophecies of God over your life come to pass in grand style. In the name of Jesus. May you walk in them. May you swim in them. May you enjoy them. May you experience them. In the name of Jesus. It takes strength, particularly when the odds are against you, to manifest what God has promised you. Romans 4.20, Abraham did not waver the promise of God. Do you know why we waver and doubt the promise of God? Weakness. Weakness. Spiritual weakness. Why do we waver when challenges come? Weakness. But bless God, there's a remedy to the weakness. Oh, hallelujah. He has not left us without a witness. He has not left us as orphans. He has not left us without comfort. God never told us to go and fight life battles on our own. In fact, God has simplified how to take on the challenges of life. Can you help me tell your neighbor, it's not complicated, it's not complicated. 
did not waver the promise of God through unbelief. That's another reason for unbelief weakness. But what did he do? He was strengthened in faith. How? Giving glory to God. That's where we started the service from. Give God the glory. When the overhead cupboard in your kitchen falls down and nobody gets hurt, give God the glory. Praise God for what he has done. Praise God for who he is. Praise God for what he will yet do. It brings strength into your spirit. Strength for the days of adversity ahead of you. Can you tap somebody next to you and say, my weapon is praise. My weapon, my weapon. My strategy for 2019 is praise. I propose in my heart, I make a quality decision. This day, that I will praise God all through this year. If that's your commitment, shout aloud, hallelujah. hallelujah. That's what Abraham did. Oh. That's what Abraham did. There is no way in the natural you will have confidence at a hundred years old to father a child. Forget that story. Particularly if your wife has, is now 90 and has been barren all, all year long. Or all her life. But thank God. With every temptation, God makes a way of escape. So God has made a way of escape to, escape to escape that challenge of unbelief and doubt and fear. Just be praising me. Just be praising me. Just be giving me glory. That's your strategy. That's your weapon. Just be praising me. Just be praising me. And as you are doing that and you remain consistent at it, supernaturally strength will come. All of a sudden, you'll be able to believe the unbelievable. You'll be able to see the invisible. And you'll be able to do the impossible. Hundred-year-old man giving birth to a child for where? It happened though. When you deploy the right energy. See, the Bible teaches us a lot about weapons. Second Corinthians 10. Let, let's just dive a little bit here. Weapons, weapons, weapons. See, I think many times many of us forget we are in warfare. The Christian life is a life of war. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. There is a way we are to walk in the war of life we are facing. When things like sickness come against us, we are at war. When things like poverty come against us, we are at war. When things like carnality come against our spiritual life, you are struggling to pray. You are struggling to serve God. You are struggling to worship God. You are at war. When you can't make progress in your career, when because of all the adversity in your nation, economic downturn, you can't seem to make progress in life, you are at war spiritually. But sometimes Christians don't see it. So let me even back up a bit and start from there. In 2019, you are at war. You are not on vacation, sir. You are in a war zone. I mean, I've taught you this severally, but I want to emphasize it again. A word in season. And when you're at war, the strongest nations win the war. Nobody tries America. Nobody tries Russia. Nobody tries China. America is still the ogre. But even America respects China and Russia now. <laughs> Praise God. Because those two people, have, they're still coming up in strength. It's about weapons. Who has the biggest gun? Glory be to God. One movie I, I used to watch a lot. I won't tell you the name. Because I wanted to focus on the word, not the movie. But there was this scene 
One guy was coming with a gun, the other guy was coming with a knife. Then the guy said, he started laughing at the guy, look at you. You didn't use this phrase, but let me paraphrase. Yeah, yeah, guy. Bringing a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Did you get that? Bringing a knife to a gunfight. So me, I have a bazooka gun, you are coming with a knife. I will shoot you from the door. <laughs> you are weak. <laughs> I have a bigger weapon. I will win. So we have, Satan also has weapons. Depression is a weapon of Satan. Unbelief is a weapon of Satan. Doubt is a weapon of Satan. Lackadaisical Christian living is a weapon of Satan. Prayerlessness is a weapon of Satan. He has those things. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Carnality is a weapon of Satan. But they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are weapons of Satan. And we need to be aware. Casting down arguments. Arguments are weapons of Satan. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, anything trying to argue with the message I'm preaching to you this morning from the Bible, Lord, I'm not reading Quran. It's a weapon of Satan. I don't know about you. Sometimes when I'm in a service and the man of God is preaching, some thoughts start flying in my head. Ah, is it really true? Now, I don't experience it that much because I do more of the preaching these days. But maybe it is like supernatural when I'm not preaching. Reverend George will say something. Ah, uh-uh, is it really like that? Weapon of Satan. <laughs> that, look, that's how Satan wins. Arguments and high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. But how do we overcome them? We bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's your own weapon. Obedience of Christ. Glory be to God. The word obedience, Reverend Wiley was teaching us this in Greek culture. It really means faith. We believe in what Jesus has said. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your own obedience is complete. Obedience can also mean alignment to God's will. Like we were praying last week, align yourself to the will and the purpose of God. That's how you beat Satan. That's one weapon. Look at what Ephesians 6 is telling us. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren. He has been saying many things before he arrived at finally. We don't have the time to go into them this morning. But what is his admonition finally? Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. I want to tell everybody that has an ear to hear. In 2019, be strong in the Lord. Don't be weak, oh. You are at war. Don't be weak. Be strong in the Lord. Do whatever you need to do. And thank God we are teaching you many things in this church. Thank God God is bringing us all a word in season to be strong. Learn to live by first principles. It will bring strength. Learn to follow the steps of people that got their promises manifested. It will bring strength. And learn what we are talking about this morning. Be strong in the Lord. And he told us how to be strong. Put on the armor of God. And he went on to list several armors. Watch what he said in that verse 11, Ephesians 6, 11. This is different from what he told the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. But we are at war. We have armory. We have weapons. And if we don't use our weapons, we will be weak before the enemy. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Your amen should be louder than that. Put on the old armor. Notice the armor will not come on by itself. 
The clothes you are wearing this morning did not come on by themselves. You put them on. The same way we are teaching you things. They will not just jump on you. You put them on. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And I pray that over you all through 2019. You will be able to stand against the wiles of the devils in the name of Jesus. And then... The psalmist and Jesus are teaching us about the weapon of praise. The weapon of praise. You are going to win this year. Can I hear a loud amen? Yeah. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You are born of God, so you are an ordained overcomer. But put on your weapons. In a, with, a, with an attitude of strength. And one of such weapons we have that will silence the avenger and steal the enemy is praise. Shout three times if you understand what I'm saying this morning. My weapon is praise. My weapon is praise. My weapon is praise. Say it another five times. My weapon. Don't be weak and don't be ignorant. My, and you do it strongly. Do it with understanding. Look, can I say this to you again? There is no way you can praise God as you ought and you will lose in life. I want that to enter your spirit very well. There is no way you can praise God as you ought. Look at what Jesus said here. Go back to that text in Matthew 21. Sometimes we should understand that Jesus doesn't use words anyhow. The Bible doesn't use words anyhow. Watch this. Watch this. You know David said in Psalm 8-2, you have ordained strength from the mouth of the enemy. Jesus now defines strength. He didn't just say praise. Matthew 21, 16. Have you not read out of the mouth of nursing infants, you have what? Perfected praise. Ah, that's an adjective there. So it's not just praise. Perfected praise. Perfected. The way you do it matters. Another thing we are teaching. A word in season. I started talking about it in the crossover service. Many of us need a paradigm shift in the application of our praise. How we do what we are doing is vital. So somebody can get up this morning. Hey, Pastor Tia said we should praise God. Okay, I will praise him. And he will sing and dance with us in the service. But he leaves the service and for the rest of the day. And for the rest of the week. And perhaps the rest of the month. He doesn't really engage with any kind of meaningful praise. Let me tell you from now. That kind of praise will never get you results. Why? It's not perfected praise. You are praising all right. Or you are praised all right. But your basis, your framework, your paradigm is off. You are praising just because we are telling you to praise. Mm -mm, It doesn't work like that. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't work like that. That's why we teach this thing practically every month in this church. You must be a matured praiser. You can start as a babe and an infant and you will get results. But you need to perfect it. You need to perfect it. Simple things like God did something for me. 
and I am conscious and knowledgeable and mature enough to testify. It's part of perfected praise. Not that church will be chasing you to share testimonies. Mm-mm. Why? Why? We should mature to the point to know that hey, God deserves the glory. No accident happened. My baby did not get injured. What's in my baby did not die? God deserves the glory. That's part of praise. And you praise him by testifying. You praise him, the Bible says, the fruit of your lips, all your being praises him. You dance, you sing, you shout. You come with an offering as you are able. Your money too should praise God. Hallelujah. You serve God because of what he is and who, um, who he is and what he has done. Your stewardship, reasonable service, because he delivered me from evil. All that is praise. Perfected praise. It's not enough to have a weapon. How you use the weapon matters. Can I hear loud amen? amen. I want to encourage you as we start this year. And in the beginning of the year, praise God like you have never praised him before. As a lifestyle. If you can look at your life from the beginning of this year and where you are in your work with God and your conscience can't really say, I praise God. Start. Tap your neighbor and say, start, start. And if you're like some of us, as far as your conscience is concerned, you already praise God. Don't stay where you are. Go to the next dimension. Can I hear a loud amen? Because perfected praise. Somebody say perfected praise. Will always bat strength. That will help us to overcome our enemy and our adversary. And that's why I see God doing for you all through 2019. You will not fail this year. You will not be stranded this year. The prophecy and the promises of God over your life, they shall come to pass. You will be amazed at what God will do in your life this year. I see you being elevated. I see you gaining speed. I see you walking into amazing victories. I see you overcoming every challenge ahead of your way. As you deploy and employ this amazing supernatural weapon called praise. Can somebody rise on their feet this morning with your hands lifted up? If I made any sense in talking over the last 30 or 40 minutes. You know, if you really understand what we are saying here, you don't need any choir. Thank God for the choir. You don't need any instrumentalists. Glory be to God. Thank God if they come. Thank God if they come. They didn't tell us Abraham had choir. Hallelujah. Lift those hands where you are. Begin to magnify God in the house this morning. Kenama Shandag. H.O.P., please come. Begin to magnify God. Begin to magnify God. Sometimes the challenges before us are life-threatening. Sometimes. Second Chronicles 20. Six nations. They conspired together to destroy Judah. Jehoshaphat was the king there. Second Chronicles 20. Begin to thank God. Oh, stop looking around. Please, thank God. The choir cannot help you, sir. The choir cannot help you. <laughs> Open your mouth, lift your hands, lift your voice to him. Thank God for the choir. But they are not your savior. They cannot help you. Second Chronicles 20. My weapon is praise. Kayanama Shonda Gada. 
they gathered against them. And it was a life-threatening situation. They were about to be annihilated. The king was afraid. The people were afraid. So the Bible said they sought the, the face of the Lord. And through a prophet, a word in season came. A word in season came. Jehoshaphat, stand still. The battle is not yours. <laughs> The battle is the Lord's. Kanamo Sakata. The battle is not yours. They are the Lord's enemies. They are not your enemies. Anything that is touching you is touching the apple of God's eye. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 21. Listen to this. So after the word of God came to them. When he had consulted the people, he appointed those who will sing to the Lord. Is there anybody here that will sing to the Lord this morning? And who will praise the beauty of his holiness? Will you praise the beauty of his holiness this morning? And all through this year, I only have five people responding, no. As they went out before the army before the army they were saying praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever can we lift our voices and declare that this morning praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever Second Chronicles 20 please put it up for us on the screen some people are not talking yet verse 21 lift your voice again praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever Verse 22. Now when they began to seek and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. Oh, hallelujah. And they were defeated. I prophesy over anybody and everybody under the sound of my voice this morning. Anything and everything that has come against you in life, whether it's a sickness, whether it's a disease, whether it's poverty, whether it's stagnation in any area of your life, as you begin to praise God, the Lord sets ambushments against them this day in the name of Jesus. They did not shoot any gun. They did not fire any arrow to win that war. I speak over you. As you will employ praise as a weapon in 2019, you will see amazing victories in the name of Jesus. They sang their way. They praised their way. They rejoiced their way into victory. That's how to win. See, when we are saying thanksgiving, we are saying praise, we are saying joy, rejoicing, saying same thing. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You will not be weak this year in Jesus' name. Ah, pastor, how am I not going to weak? Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Are you ready this morning? And are you committing to praise him all your days? Perfected praise. Somebody shout perfected praise. And you do it on The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 
234-810-00640.